This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Welcome. And today, today we're going to be talking about development, right? Development, but with a purpose, being strategic and tactical. You know, most recently I read in an article that the more in demand you are, the more discipline you have to be. Structures, right? So Nayeli, what are some structures that you've coached individuals on and have maybe implemented yourself in, in, in your day-to-day uh, activities as, as a coach? Well, think about, think about what we always say, right? We're spread too thin, spread too thin. Got to say that right. Um, so think about what that means. It means that we are in demand and we're giving it to everybody and we're not doing it 100% right. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, I'm a great multitasker. I'm like, no one's a good multitasker. You cannot multitask. Your brain will focus on something. Something will pop up over here. You go focus on that. You're not doing both things at one time. You can't. Your brain doesn't allow it. So what you're allowing yourself to do when you are a multitasker is to get spread too thin, is to focus on all these different things at one time. And so what I tell people is like when you're in demand and you need to figure out how to maintain sanity and balance is prioritize. Sit down and make a list of what you you need to do, when you need to do it by, and know that, you know, sometimes you're going to drop the ball, but you've got to figure out which balls you can drop, which will be the most minimum impact on your goals and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. We, we often hear, oh, you got to prioritize. But I think what, what you're just stating and, and what everyone should, should take away is the right structure, right? And that structure is fluid because as, as more in demand and more things that, that, that you're, you're being asked of, you kind of have to keep it fluid and shift, right? And to your point, it's like something is going to is going to get, you know, dropped, right? But what what's the most important thing? What what is the thing that you have to deliver, right? And then maybe reset the expectations for those that that are not going to hit that deadline. Uh here's why, here's when I could, I could get this actually done. So, yeah, structure is going to be key in order to have that discipline to have things run in the right direction. Um so thank you for sharing that. So in order to have the right structure, I think we have to focus on the skill set, right? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? So I think that clarity and vision that, that we need to establish in order to then have the right structures and work its way backwards, right? This is the end result and work its way backwards. What are some great resources or, or tips that, that you would recommend someone in doing that? Yeah, you know, I love, I love goal setting. I love thinking about what I want to do, how I want to do it, and what I how I want to achieve it. But I think if we if we think about spreading yourself too thin or, or prioritizing, you know, it's what needs to get done when. And I believe in the concept of what to who by when. Like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to do it with? Who or who for and whatnot? And by when? When you start putting together your structure. I, I'm a paper person. I write out my days of what I need to do, what I don't want to do, and what I can do and can do successfully. And a lot of times we have a hard time saying no. No, I'm not going to do that. We don't want to let people down. We have that like super beautiful Latino guilt of like, no, 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 tengo que complacer a todos. Sure. I can do this. Um, and we end up 
letting people down because we don't know how to say no. And we would actually be doing that person a bigger disservice by saying yes, because we're going to half-ass it. And then, you know, el que mucha marra poco aprieta. And this is exactly what that is, you know, right? You want to do things, you want to do them well. You want to be known for the things you do well. So if you're going to half-ass a project just to get through it, I don't think we should be swearing on this show, but <laughs> just to get through it and finish it, then that's also going to speak to who you are and your character. They're going to be like, yeah, I worked with Nayeli and Mario on this project and they half-assed it and it, it looked like it and it mm -hmm. felt like it and mm -hmm. they weren't prepared. And the reason why you weren't prepared was because we were spread too thin because every, you know, everything need, everything was urgent. And I remember I would always, this guy at work, he would, his name's Corey. He would always say, if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And that's true. If everything's a priority, nothing's a priority because we can't prioritize everything. It's so true. I, I heard this this morning. When you try to do too much of anything, you end up doing no thing. Not nothing, but no, no. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you bring up a good point because one of the, the, the components to, to really having the skill set of that development and that structure you brought it up it's just character right so that determines the kind of person you are right so there's there's two components to that i would say is it the spiritual that faith that that you are going to get this accomplished but there's that emotional intelligence of when to say no because a powerful no is going to open up opportunities for you to allow you to to accomplish what you're set out to do now will everyone understand it maybe not but in due time they can and so the other thing is part of that character is who do you allow to influence you? You said something about being Latino. We're trying to people please because, well, my deal called or my mom called. I got to show up. But you know what? In explaining, you know what? Here's when I can show up. Mm -hmm. May not be able that day, but here's when I can show up. It alleviates a lot of stress, right? And the expectations, because sometimes I think we force so many expectations on us or let others force their expectations on us. And there's no freedom in that. You're right. And you know, I I absolutely always tell people, why didn't you say no? Oh, because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to let that person down. And I'm like, what if you asked that person to do what they asked you and they said no? Would you be mad at them? Right. Would you hate them? Would you be like, oh, my God, this person no me quiere apoyar? Yeah. Would you do that? Probably not. Would be like, oh, you can't do it? Don't worry about it. Like, I'll find someone else who can do it or so. And, you know, like, I'll tell you, there's a woman who made some cupcakes for my son's birthday party. Mm-hmm. I went to pick them up. They weren't ready. I called her. My husband called. My husband drove by to pick them up. They still weren't ready. She ended up dropping them off like mid-birthday party. And she was like, oh, sorry, I just took on too much. I never ordered from her again. Yeah. I yeah. won't ever order from her again. Because right. that experience of like the cupcakes were great. But like, just tell me. Just tell me you can't do it. If she would have told me that morning, I would have gone to La Jewel and got in a 12-pack of of cupcakes y se acabó. But because she not only took on more than she could do, but she didn't communicate that she couldn't do it anymore. And I think that's the problem is like, one, you know, like we take on too much, but we also don't tell people when I need help or get a backup or do this because I am, you know, failing or I'm struggling or I need help. And most people, you know, if you would be like, you know, I, I know I was going to take a cake, so I just stopped at Jola to get one. They wouldn't, you wouldn't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't look bad. We wouldn't be angry or anything. We'd be like, okay, you know, ni modo. Well, like, let's go with this cake. We still have a cake. Right, right. I think one of, one of the downfalls of humans is that we push through, 
right? We really don't take back to analyze, do we have the capacity, right? And I say we may have capacity skill set, but do you have the capacity to deliver on all these expectations that you've said yes to? So taking that time to say, you know what, and rethinking this back and, and allowing time because brand is everything. And right now that person, it, it, that, that could travel and, and you're not one to spread rumors or anything, but you just said something, I'm never going to order again from that, right? So there's that lost opportunity, but I think there's more respect in saying, hey, you know what? I can't fulfill that, but here's some options that could help you. Kind of like going back to my musicians, they, we'd have a sub. Hey, I can't make the gig, but I got a sub to actually not yeah. leave you high and dry. Right. It's like, okay, got it. Right? A, a thousand percent. And that's, you know, that's your your brand. It's your personal branding. It's your image. It's what you stand for. And if people associate you with something negative, it's really hard for the brain to shift you back into positive. So being able to say, no, I can't do that. Or, you know what, I'm spread too thin. Or saying like, I found you an alternative. Like even it's it's funny, like when you try to book a mariachi, if they're busy, sometimes the mariachi will be like, pero sabes que? Mm -hmm. este. Mm -hmm. He might be open, you know, and to me, one that speaks to um, being customer focused and wanting to make sure that that person gets what they need, but also to your network, yeah. that it's not always a competitive set, no, you know, the camaraderie. it could be, it could yeah. be people that you would lean on or say like, Hey, help me pick up the slack or, you know, um, see if you could do it or let's make sure we get this person and have a great experience because they're going to call me next time because not only, even if I wasn't able to help them, I got them the help they needed. They filled in that, that need. So we're talking about here is relationships, right? There's different levels of relationships on how to interact and uh, see things through and making sure that you're not hurt in the process, right? So let's talk about some of those relationships. You're going to have those professional relationships, corporate relationships. Yep. What you just mentioned, let's say, you know, there's a deadline and you just dropped a major ball. I mean, we're okay to drop some balls here, but if you drop the major one there, that could just set your career back some time. Gracias por tomarte tu cafecito con nosotros. If you're enjoying this, please leave a review wherever you listen. Share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also at CorpCafecito.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear or if you'd like to be part of our show. right out of college we were working on um the Sarah Lee account and it was a big deal and we were doing this project and I remember we even slept in the office and we would like order food and then order more food and then order more food and um no ball was going to be dropped but you know who was there my director my VP the senior managers us the regular like new people <laughs> everyone was there and that to me showed me so much leadership because it wasn't like they said, you do it and then we'll see you in the morning. It was like, no, guys, you know what? We're going to pull an all-nighter, which I don't think you could probably do these days. No, but no. It's like, we're going to pull an all-nighter all -nighter, and we're going to finish this presentation. This is going to be the best presentation we've ever written. It's going to be beautiful. They're going to be so excited, so happy. And I just remember being in their room and it just felt really cool. And I felt really close to my VP, who I didn't know very well. But I spent these days preparing for this. And so now they also knew my work ethic and what we were doing and what I knew how to do and what I didn't know how to do. And it wasn't a, a like, oh, you don't know how to do this or oh, whatever. No, it was just like, okay, who can do this? And everyone took what they were good at. 
And it was such a team building thing. I like I remember that night really well. I enjoyed that night. I learned so much. I learned from watching other people do it. And then we came up with a great presentation. It was wonderful. And I think about that experience and the relationships that were formed that night because we were there. And I remember we ordered we ordered Arby's and I got the big Montana, which was like a pound of their roast beef. beef which it, You're falling asleep and, after yeah, that. And the, and the VP was like, are you really going to eat all that? And I'm like, I love the big Montana. <laughs> but um, I remember that still to now. Like I even remember what I ate. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, as we're talking about relationships, these are relationships, how they influence you. That type of collaboration is just something that, that to this day influenced you uh, that you're still talking about it, but it was the collaboration of every, all hands on deck to making sure that common goal was was completed, right? So there's that type of relationship. So you're going to run into the professional relationship or called corporate relationship. Then the kin, the kindred, right? Those people that you're related to that also play a big influence. I, I remember when I first got my job, your brother is actually the, the responsible one for getting my first job as as a busboy. My father was like, "Hey, you know, maybe you can't do it. You're gonna have to wait. You know, can lift some charolas, which are the uh, trays, right? That could be heavy." And at that time, I started working at, when I was 14. But I remember one thing that my mom said: "It's like you try, mm-hmm. you do what you can, and you'll figure it out." Yeah. And so that has always been a driving force for me of trying to figure things out. To this day, luckily now we have Google, we have YouTube, and I could figure things out. But that's that's a type of influence that was able to speak to me to really say, hey, I, I can do this and much more, right? right? That was my first job when I was 14 and I'm approaching 50. So I still carry that with. Who are some family members or someone that, that you're related to that, that played a pivotal piece that influenced you? You know what? I would say um, people who have influenced me have always been, I would say I steal something from everybody. I feel inspired by so many people. My deal, like sometimes... When I go out on stage to do like keynote speaking, like I get these emails and they're like, wow, like you totally resonated with what I said. And I just feel like so much love and so much support and so much encouragement. And yeah. I've I've felt that my whole life. And I I felt that since I was little. I remember, you know, I remember Miss Rosemary Maher at <laughs> St. Peter's. And I remember she was my second and third grade teacher because her class was so small. We had to keep us together so that we had enough students for the classroom. And I remember how she would be like, no, you got it. You could do it. And it was like, I remember like my family just always, um, they did, they just always were there mm-hmm. for everything. I remember doing my math homework with mi tío Alfredo. I remember my Aunt Irene giving me 50 cents to buy hash browns on the way to school. You know, I remember, you know, I had the luck of working at the same factory that my mom and my aunts worked at. So I had like, my aunt Liva, my aunt Fina, my tío Juan, my mom, my tío Toño, like all my aunts and uncles, I saw them every day. And they were so proud of me for working in the oficina instead of on the floor. And I remember they would pack me my lunch and my snacks. And like, it was just like, to me, that was like, we each give what we can. And my family like always fed me, (laughs) (laughs) but they always believed in me and they always pushed me forward. And I've had that same type of support from, you know, people that I've met along the way or people I went to school with or my former coworkers, I believe that you surround yourself with people who believe you can do it. And then you do do it because everyone believed you could. We've been fortunate enough that we've had people speak life into us, really, to take us to the next level and, and really want us uh, to do that uh, at, at a different different capacity than, than, than they were able to, especially when they came to this country. Uh, you know, 
I'm sorry to mean Go to ahead. cut you off, but I, I, I want to talk about your family. Yeah. And uh, my grandmother recently passed. Yeah. And yeah. it was really nice. Like you went to the wake, you and your family. Your mom was there. Your brother got there. And I haven't seen your brother in over a decade. Yeah. When he got there, I was like, man, it is so good to see you. And he said, I remember you were there for me when we lost my dad. Yeah. And yeah. that we were in fourth grade. Yeah. And that stuck. Like, you know, it's just like we're there for each other. Yeah. So one of the things I take away is that we don't have to see our family every single day no. to know that they're supporting us. We don't. It's it's when you are down and when you need people, when they show up, that's when you need them. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny because you think back to the saying, right? A friend in need is a friend indeed. Yeah. And so, you know, when you... When you need people, when you need someone to help you find another job or you need someone to motivate you or to send you back or something bad happens at work and your family or your friends put you back together, like that's that's the relationship that's going to help build you back up and send you back out. It's the community. It's the community. Yeah, and I remember that. I mean, that that's one thing that we always remember, too, is that you guys were there for us. And, and you never forget those moments, right? And it's just that sense of loyalty. You know, and that we grew up in, in that family, right? That, that, that sense of loyalty that you do right. You do right in that. So, again, who influences you? Your family can influence you. And so you, as, as you grow, as, you, as, as we've all grown, uh, you also go back to those foundational, formational years where you know what is the right influence and what's not the right, the, the right and the wrong influence, right? Because there's, there's some negative naysayers that just bring your day down, right? Yeah, you don't want those individuals to, to speak into, in, into what you're out to do. And the other piece, too, is those that, that share your faith, that share your vision, right? Mm-hmm. There's a word that they, they use at, uh, um, that, that I've been coached to, it's the kingdom, right? Kingdom, kingdom individuals, those that share your faith, your, your like-minded individuals, you surround yourself by those, that community, you're able to to create quantum leaps, right? Jumps because of what they're sharing, right? Here's what happened. Here's what to avoid. Here's what to do. Um, and surrounding yourself by like-minded individuals and those that know more can actually help develop, you know, your focus and your purpose and your vision and mission. Yeah, there's a, there was a study released not too long ago and it said the biggest motivator or influencer in being able to move up a, a, like an income level is not education, is not where you work, it's who you're around and seeing that lifestyle and then you mimic it. And I was like, that's very true. Like I, I know the little parts that I've taken from different people where I'm like, wow, that's that's beautiful. I remember like the first time I made, I had my admin make a reservation at a restaurant and I was like, wow, like is, this is amazing. Like I can't <laughs> believe I'm this person. Like how do I, how did I get to be this, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. because- of the people who backed us up. And, you know, what's funny, that reservation was to have lunch with my parents. Wow. And so it was really, it was really cool. And I was going to make the call. She's like, I'll make the call for you. And in that moment, it wasn't that I was getting a reservation made. She was helping me because she saw that I was spread too thin and that I was going to lose it and we we're going to get there and there was going to be no tables. But I felt very special and very supported. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I need to learn to think bigger. Like if this person's got me and she can help me with other things, I could delegate and then I could dream bigger. And I think our our family, our friends, our, our employees, you know, help us do that because a lot of times we'll have managers who don't delegate, who want to hold everything. Right. And not only do they not move up because they're not seen as leadership material, but they keep their team stuck there 
because they're under this person who doesn't delegate so you don't get developed. So that relationship of someone who is not supportive can sink you just as much as a supportive relationship can raise you. Just in sharing that story, you know, you were empowered by someone saying, hey, I got this. I can help you out. Right. And you empower that individual by taking action. And so what happened there is there's a mind shift. I'm like, hey, I can trust this individual. I could trust that my team to help me accomplish much more than you carrying all the weight. Let me push you on that a little bit. It's not lack of trust. And I think that we, it wasn't never a lack of trust. I just never wanted to be the person who gave people to do work that I could do myself. Mm. And I struggled with that. I still struggle with it. It's like people tell me like, no, throw it. I'll catch it. And I'm like, I don't know how to throw this because I don't want, I don't ever want to feel like I'm passing the work to someone for something simple or something that I should be doing myself. And I, it's, I still struggle with that. And I know I need to let that go because there's people that like, I've told like, Hey, let it go. I'll take it. Like I got it. Let it go. And I, I see their struggle. And then I'm like, this is probably exactly how I look because <laughs> I don't let it go either. It's not for lack of trust. It's just I don't sometimes believe that I deserve to have someone make my reservation. Mm. And mm. I that's maybe that's like a little bit of the imposter syndrome. Maybe that's a little bit of like how I was raised. But, you know, little things like that. I'm like, I should I'm not going to give this to someone. I don't want it to feel like I'm taking advantage of someone. You know, but there's a trade off for everything. Right. And I'm glad that, that you push back on that, because uh, another thing, too, is as a guy, I could do a lot of weekend warrior stuff and fix and paint. But then as I've gotten older, my focuses have been different. It's the family time. We have parents that are aging, you know, we're aging, right? So every minute and every second yourself. counts, right? <laughs> every minute and second counts. Yeah. So I, do I really want to spend a weekend where I can hire someone and empower them to do that? And I got to let that go. Maybe it's not as perfect, right? Well, I'll get someone that, that's close to it. But the time that that I'm able to afford right. and create memories that I create, that's priceless, right? So... So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a mind shift on that too, as well, that, that I've also grown to, to accept because you're right. We're brought up there was, you can do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But there's, there's that shift where it's like, yes, you can, but then so can others as well. So here we're talking about, you know, really how to set up those structures, right? Set, setting those clear visions where we talked about getting that clarity through conversation, through community, and then your character, right? What, what are your standards? Who influences you? Who do you allow to influence? And the different types of relationships. And the last thing we'll cover here is just your resources. Remember the resources that you have is your time. That's your commodity. The time that you have, the talent that you bring, and the talent that you could collaborate with others, and what you treasure the most. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you know, I think the combination of all that will guide you to where you need to be. Absolutely. So in that, we want to leave you with some homework, Right. Pick one or two areas that you're going to work on that we just shared. You shouldn't feel anxiety over this. We don't need you to fix everything. Pick one or two things. Remember, small tweaks take you to giant peaks. And decide what, what is your goal and what your outcome will be for the next 12 months after you start focusing on that. Please let us know. Review this on the podcast and or send us an email at corpcafecito.com. Send Nayeli and myself an email. What did you choose? How are you doing? We love to hear you throughout your journey. So thank you for tuning in to this episode on development with purpose. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez Gas y aquí los esperamos para la próxima. Corp
Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform. 